Richard. Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3 of Gerard at Large. I am your can't-make-this-stuff-up host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. All right, our call-in number is 606-6762. That's 606-6762. Shall we chat? Um. <laughs> oh, well, coming up this hour is David Terrell Wysocki of the Naki S. Loeb School of Communications. It's almost that time again. Time to convey the First Amendment awards from the Naki S. Loeb School of Communications. They're coming. We'll get the details on the awardees and the guest speaker, the keynote speaker, Garrison Keeler. Also this hour, Steve McDonald of new media militia will join us uh in the final segment we have a few more numbers to share on the primary that uh was recently had and as we're going through and looking at various wards we're, we're trying to develop a trend and it looks like that we're not trying to develop a trend we're trying to identify a trend and it uh, it looks like we've been successful in doing so And we go to Manchester Ward 4, which is of particular interest, plus uh, because the um, incumbent there, Christopher Herbert, got uh, plastered in the primary. He he did survive the primary contest, but (laughs) he came in second. So, you know, the Democrats are making this huge deal over Joyce Craig beating Ted Gatsis in the primary to take first place. Um, and how it spells the uh, end of his mayoralty. Meanwhile, in Ward 4, where incumbent Christopher Herbert, similarly in Ward 11, where inc- uh, incumbent uh, Norman Gamash, um, but in Herbert, because, you know, he's being faced by a Republican, nobody's saying, oh, well, it's, it's, it's just the primary. It, it, what counts is that they've made it into the general election. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Gotcha. Not buying that one. So... Um, here are the numbers out of Ward 4. Okay, now we've already established, and we are establishing continually as we go along here, that the Democrats um, turned out in much higher numbers than the Republicans, and I told you that was going to happen not to be unexpected. The Democrats, for example, were 43% of the vote in Ward 4. The Republicans were 30% of the vote which means the uh, independents were the remaining, what, 27% of the vote or something like that? So there were 275 Democrats who turned out, 202 Republicans, 186 independents. Incumbent Christopher Herbert got 231 votes. That means he significantly underperformed his, um, his base, his base turnout. So... He got about 84, 83, 84% of the vote. Now, in the final analysis, Mayor Gatsis got uh, uh, 297 votes. Joyce Craig got 342, which means they about evenly split the independents. So the difference between Ted Gatsis's numbers in Ward 4 and Ted Gatsis's uh, uh, and, and his uh, turnout was uh, pretty, pretty substantial. So the difference between Gatsis and Craig is based almost exclusively on the turnout 
in the uh, in the Republican and Democratic parties. So if we do a, a some quick math here, two ninety seven ninety seven divided by six thirty six is so he got. See now, thirty percent of the turnout was was uh, uh, a Republican, but he got forty seven percent of the vote. With Craig, forty three percent of the turnout was Republican, and she got. Uh, let me see. And she got 53, 54% of the vote. So Gatz has closed that 13-point gap in turnout pretty significantly with the independents. Now, Herbert, on the other hand, if you take a look at his total vote, uh, the to- he got 231 votes. And Steve Matthew, who led the ticket, and Jason Hodgden, who finished last with, I think, 107 votes, combined for 380 votes against his 231. Do we have any Grim Reaper music? Yes, we do. Josh knows where Josh knows where this is going. Chris, this one's for you. Not yet. <laughs> He's looking for it. It's one of our bumps. He usually plays it on Friday morning. We ready? There you go. Chris, this goes out to you. For those of you who don't know, this is Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. All our times have come. Times have come. Here, but now <laughs> Here but now they're done, all right. <laughs> now we're seeing similar numbers out of other wards that we've analyzed. I don't remember if I did this on the television show or the radio or both. But we also have numbers that we've analyzed out of wards six and nine, where the Republican turnout ward six was a little better. Uh, and that was a, a closer uh, fought contest. But the Republicans were still outnumbered by the Democrats in a ward where the independents split almost exactly down the middle. And in ward nine, uh, the Democrats had more than an eight point turnout advantage over the Republicans. And Gatsis actually uh, uh, took, I think, 53 percent of the independents there. So what we're starting to see in the early analysis of the numbers, and I've got more that I, I'm going to uh, finish today, so I'll have a broader picture of the city. But when we take a look at the analysis um, around the city, it's exactly – and by the way, this is me being a panicky Republican lying to scare people to vote for uh, uh, Joyce uh, uh, Ted Gatzis, I, I guess. But uh, when you take a look at the numbers – they're exactly where I would I predicted they would be based on my experience with turnout in the city. So the concerning thing for the Joyce Craig people ought to be why she didn't capture all of the opposition vote that turned out against Ted Gatsis in 2015. Because while Teddy finished up with, what, 4,997 votes, which is just shy of the 5,000, so 5,188, he got 5,188 votes in 2015 so he he pulled up with 191 fewer votes in 2017's primary than he did in 2015's primary joyce craig turned out with i want to say it's about 1200 fewer votes than she and patrick arnold 1,100 votes that she and Patrick Arnold got combined against Ted Gatsis two years ago, not counting the almost 500 votes that Jawed Alibaba Sheikh got. 
But, you know, tr- tr- truth of the matter is, is the people who voted for Alibaba probably aren't voting for anybody other than Alibaba. So I've removed them for the mix for the purposes of analysis. Maybe I shouldn't do that. But the combined vote of Craig and Patrick Arnold was down by 1,100 votes. So, yes, you take a look at Joyce's numbers, and it looks like she had some meteoric rise going from, you know, what she got, which was around 4,500 votes two years ago, to 5,200 votes. So it looks like she had a big jump. But what you're not seeing is the fact that the combined vote of Gatz's opposition was down significantly against him so the overall voter turnout last uh uh tuesday was about 11 percent lower than it was two years ago now one would think if you had a particularly uh embattled incumbent that the long knives would be out early and that you wouldn't see a decrease in voter turnout, that you wouldn't see a decrease in the percentage of the vote that went to the opposition. Gatz has actually picked up four points as a percentage of the overall turnout. So while his vote total was roughly 3% lower than it was two years ago, the combined vote against uh, Gatz's was down by double digits or near double digits. So is he really in trouble? Oh, don't get me wrong. This is going to be a this is going to be a bloodbath to the to the end. Another thing I noticed, by the way, in Joyce Craig's filing reports is that she's paying an awful lot of money to the state Democratic committee. And the reason for it is, quote unquote, staff. So why is Joyce Craig, instead of paying her staff directly through her campaign, paying the Democratic state committee? money for quote-unquote staff does that mean the state department the state gop is uh this i'm sorry the state democratic party is actually running joyce craig's campaign i don't know i saw i think it was printing i saw printing work being done at a place in washington dc among other things What's the matter, Joyce? Can't find any local printers? Yeah, I know. You've, you've given some work to Keystone Press. What exactly is being printed down there? I don't know. Because it's not disclosed. But yes, tens of thousands of dollars for quote-unquote staff in payments to the Democratic State Committee by Joyce Craig's campaign. So back to the numbers. So it looks like the the strength of Joyce Craig's victory is purely on the strength of democratic turnout in the primary but as we have said ad nauseum not unexpected in a city primary where democrats historically have turned out in larger numbers than republicans uh, because that's the way it always has been and for the foreseeable future that's the way it will continue to be so the fact that gatsis was able to literally hold his vote and improve the percent on the percentage that he got bodes well for him uh, in the November general. Now, a lot's going to happen between now and that day. And I'm not predicting a Gatsis win, but I am predicting that those who say, uh, you know, call the priest, stick a fork in him, he's done, are probably just a little premature. And if this analysis among other things that we've discussed about Joyce Craig's funding sources and expenses, 
are evidence of a panicky Republican opposition that's just out to personally smear Joyce Craig. With all the things that she said, they they really have the saying she can't be trusted as a personal attack. Well, I'll walk it back a little bit for the union leader, and I'll say this. I do trust Joyce Craig implicitly to blow the roof off the spending cap so she can pay back the unions whose support she's got lock, stock, and barrel, whose contracts she will support. Oh, and before I get to that, I just have to send a shout out to James Burkish. I saw this Facebook post that he put up explaining that his position on the tax cap is being misrepresented and that he's only going to override the tax cap for public safety and and schools. Oh, well, great. So he's only going to override the tax cap for 90% of the city's expenditures. Well, man, how does he exercise that much fiscal restraint? But back on Joyce Craig. Back on Joyce Craig. So if pointing out the numbers and if pointing out the donors, if pointing out the expenses are evidence of a panicky Republican opposition that will lie to put Ted Gatz's back in office, well, I guess the facts being on my side, I'll stand guilty as accused because as it's often been said, I think first most notably by John Adams, you're entitled to your own opinion. You're just not entitled to your own facts. And Joyce... If you get specifics on the facts that we've allegedly lied about, serve them up. We'll deal with them. Every one of them that you see fit to bring to our attention. This is Gerard at Large. 